This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome back to Spidey's 16 Minute, the greatest podcast media outlet in the entire freaking galaxy multiverse. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) Thank you, honey. Yay. Thank you. I had two doses of pre-workout before we got here, so it's going to be an action-packed podcast. Yes, this is going to be a silence moment. Heidi's going to silence her phone, you know. Nicole Kidman just came on the screen and said, put your phone away and enjoy the show, honey. Family life update. It is Riker's birthday this week. So on Friday, we're going to celebrate Riker's birthday. And what are we doing for that? Of course, a photo shoot, which is so appropriate. And Thank the God. Spidey mannerisms here. So on Wednesday, we're doing a photo shoot for just go with it. So <laughs> on Wednesday, we're doing a photo shoot, which or Thursday for a smash cake for him. And then we're all doing our Christmas photos at the same time because I'm getting surgery in two weeks and I won't be able to do the Christmas photos and holding Riker. So we're just knocking it out two for one. Also, I'm notorious for sending out Christmas cards in February or March. So this year, my number one goal is to get the Christmas cards out in the first week of December. That is my like year goal, one of them. So yeah, boys are great. We had a great weekend. We went to Slater this weekend. She was Freaking amazing. I kept telling Spencer, I'm like, her vocals are so good. When I went in the studio with her, she's one of the best singers in the industry. She's so incredibly talented. He's like, yeah, you know, and then he went I didn't there. say, yeah, you know, that's so shady. Like, that's I, not shady, but like, yeah, sounded, yeah. I didn't go, yeah, you know. Okay, you're like, yeah. <laughs> also, for listeners who don't know what we're talking about, Slater, if you for some reason missed one of our podcast episodes, we have an incredible episode with Slater. You can hear about who we're talking about. Not only that, shout out to all the viewers because our reel with Slater is at 2.9 million viewers. And if you know about the algorithm lately, that is multi-platinum hit. So thank you to viewing that many times. Mm -hmm. But yes, I said, yeah, 
Um, Slater was obviously Taylor Swift has, because we were like, she's better than Taylor. I didn't say that. <clears throat> Vocally, it was the most impressive live performance I've ever seen in my life. You know, it's a different kind of performance than Taylor Swift. This felt like more of like I was in a, like a David Fincher action movie. Mm-hmm. We were meeting with like the plug by the stage and there was like this art, you know, it was very cinematic. It was, I felt very young and hip and that we could have been stabbed at any time. But the good news is they checked everyone's bags. Why I say that is downtown LA at night. Hold on, I'm choking It is here. so scary. <laughs> I, was, I was definitely scared. We were out of our realm. And as we're leaving, someone's getting resuscitated on the sidewalk. There was a fight about to happen at the bar in front of us. It was really intense. But anyways. Heidi starts running so fast. I'm like, Heidi, you're making <laughs> us look suspicious. You need to walk fast. I'm, like, just- I'm not getting stabbed or shot or anything here. Like I'm getting home to our children. We're getting out of here. But back to Slater, she has done such an incredible job. And you can reference our episode with her, like Spencer was saying, she really did an incredible job of fully executing an experience in her culture. The colors were so cinematic, matching with her videos that would play behind. That was kind of like a 80s movie in a sense and her vocals in each dance move but she is like Adele level singer the notes that she hits and it's all live it's just overwhelming and then you see it on Instagram and it sounds great and everything but in person it is spectacular it does not translate when you watch her on social media like you're like oh but like there you're like oh my god like you're watching I mean, I've been to a lot of concerts. I've never seen anything just song after song. She's hitting every single note, like Heidi's saying these different things and just putting on a show. So uh, we're very, I really hope she gets the level. You know, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I said to Heidi, it's almost a curse how talented she is and how not famous she is, respectfully. You know, I would rather have been like be washed up Spidey's 16th minute than be that talented and not be as popping as you deserve. Like the emotional journey she must be on knowing how good she is. And, you know, everybody in my chat on Snapchat's like, who is this? Who is this? I'm like, man, it is so hard to be freaking famous. And that is mm-hmm. truly people like we talked about the like you love using the word now is such a great word, the monoculture. Yeah. Like there is no more monoculture unless you're obviously you're Taylor Swift, but Taylor Swift got in, in the original monoculture, but the fragmented world of niche artists and who likes what, and it's just sad because I mean, she's too good to like not be mainstream. She is. Um, on a different note. So that was great. We had a great weekend and now we're going into Thanksgiving. We have some great Thanksgiving plans. Spencer's family's coming over a lot of people have been asking uh, about Stephanie Pratt, so that'll be a great. We're gonna hopefully go live on TikTok with her, like get a little cameo. Her in town from London. A lot of people have been asking about her. So, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of live, Heidi and I had a one of the biggest audiences in <laughs> TikTok history the other night for an hour and a half, mm-hmm. uh, commenting against all the trolls that were body shaming. And Heidi created this new thing 
where she would do imaginary people. They were saying how beautiful and how hot I was. And she was yelling at them, telling them, you can't have my man. And everybody knew there was nobody was saying that. <laughs> and it was, it was a big, you know, thousands and thousands of live viewers. It was, people thought it was very funny. Yeah, was yeah I just fire. thought, you know what? Let's stop reading these negative shamers and horrible people. And let's just switch it up. And what they should be saying and what is true ought to say the truth, you know, and how amazing Spencer is and sexy and cool. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a hit. It was very funny. It was a hit. So famous people know they've been avoiding me. I think uh, I've you know I haven't had a run in with a famous person in a while. You they know must who, be on to me. You know who Gunner really wants to see, and we should go to Miami. Well, besides Taylor Swift, um, Chris Pratt. Oh, he wants to see Chris Pratt again, and it's so nice. We've seen Chris Pratt a few times. We saw him when Gunner, and we should show him the photo of Chris Pratt holding Gunner when he was little. And he was so nice. And he came up to Spencer. I don't know if we've told this story. And he was like, everyone always thinks we're cousins. And I always say yes. And like plays along. And I really hope he does. He's one of the nicest celebrities, I think, in the entire he, world. I should say that. People always ask me about who he is hands down yeah. the best energy ever. He's so nice. He's so like in the moment with you and takes the time. And you would think you're friends. Like he's so awesome. Yeah, he's a great actor because he has you thinking you're friends. So yeah, Gunner has realized that they has the same last name as Owen from Jurassic World. So he wants to rebuy Owen toys because he calls them Chris Pratt's. Yeah. So we saw Chris Pratt like what a year ago with Gunner and he took time and it was like, Hey Gunner, you guys have the same last name. And Chris Pratt was like, yeah, we do Gunner. And I was like, super nice about that too. Anyways. Yeah. So At the farmer's a, market. It wasn't like a secret yeah. little Illuminati party or anything. Right? Yeah. So anyways, also we have Thanksgiving coming up. What are your Erwan recommendations for oh, Thanksgiving? Right now I've learned it's not Owen. I haven't learned. It's not Owen Han. It's Owen Hahn, the celebrity chef, we'll call him. He's viral on social media. He has a turkey sandwich that is pretty much Thanksgiving in a bite. Try to get it on a day they have mashed potatoes because I invented this secret menu version and then he posted it in his story and he didn't tag me, which even though he replied to mine, mm -hmm. and was like, oh my gosh, I had to go do this. I was like, oh, okay, bro. Well, at least give me some sous chef credit when you then post it. So make sure it's on a mashed potato day because you get the Owen Han sandwich and you dip it in the mashed potatoes. Then you dip it in the gravy. Unbelievable. It is One of the best things ever. Crazy good. So, so actually, Gutter and I decided we're going to cook our own turkey. We'll get it from Erwan. They still have him available because he wants to cook it and do the whole thing with me, which is great because the house smells great and it's fun. And I've cooked some great turkeys. They also have great menu items if you're wanting stuffing whoa, and is, mashed whoa, potatoas. Whoa, whoa. So go not, ahead and get it. This is not sponsored by Erwan. No, our membership not. points just, aren't that good. But that's honey. it. That's our, that's our Erwan. Dial it back. Update if you want anything for Thanksgiving. And we have some big things coming up. I just also made the payment officially for my surgery. So that is locked in in two weeks from now. Um, two weeks in one day. So thank I'm God for Heidi's thriving pop music that. career, which is funding this uh this procedure. So Check thank you to everyone streaming mm -hmm. Superficial, the album, mainly all do it on Spotify. Heidi has 1.2 million monthly listeners, and that doesn't even count where she's the most famous, China, our future home. So it'll be interesting season two of Spidey 16 Minute if we're actually recording in China because there is talks of us moving there. 
I hope Chelsea is ready. Um, okay, so we have an incredible guest today. We are going to move into that portion of this exciting moment. I we love have how you're doing like here. a table of context kind of thing for our <laughs> listeners in case they just intro. In case they want to like take a little potty break <laughs> or something. <laughs> Next up, um, yep. So we oh, have wait, Van for, here. let's talk about breaking news. Excuse oh, me. Do we have big event for all of our Swifties listening. Travis Kelsey flew all the way to Argentina, obviously on her private jet. I mean, I didn't look at the tail number, but I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, And was standing on the side. Obviously, everyone's seen this. Let's just discuss it. This isn't like, if you haven't seen this, your internet was out. And he's standing on the side of the stage and Taylor changes the lyric to... Uh, a guy on the Chiefs coming home to you. And it was like, he smiled and Taylor's dad's taking BTS photos of him. And then she's, uh, Karma is a guy, you know what I'm talking about. And then the other moment, she runs off stage, wraps her arms around him and just starts kissing him. And at that moment, really, the Bachelor franchise ended because I do not care about respectfully any other dating reality shows right now, this is the only relationship I care about on, on my phone. And I'm just wishing a perfect world. Taylor wasn't a multi-billionaire and they did a docu-series, like they did a Netflix deal of like their dating relationship. Okay. Right. Yeah, Sorry. totally. So great Taylor update. Thank you yeah, so much. You're welcome. We have <laughs> Van Lathan here and he's... How do you say his last name, honey? Lathan. Lathan. I was just checking. Lathan. Just making sure we get our Lathan. Our guest's proper um, intro. Yes, we have Van Lathan here, and it is bringing us back to our fame days. He has a oh, oh here's wow. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Wow, we have an What's actual up? celebrity podcaster <laughs> here, <laughs> uh, Ringer alumni. Yeah. So what 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 days is your episode drop? So so we do Tuesday, we do Friday. So I'm on a couple of different podcasts. Uh, Higher Learning with me and Rachel Lindsay of The Bachelor fame. Rachel Lindsay, fantastic podcast host. And then also The Ringerverse, where we talk about Marvel movies and nerd culture and stuff. Speaking of, big breaking news, uh, Marvel dud, Brie Larson just... (laughs) 
just just ruined the franchise this weekend. Why would you blame it all on Brie Larson? Because her TikTok, there's a lot of TikToks for her attitude. I'm just not a big fan, you know. You don't like Brie Larson. You're part of the problem, Spencer. No, I just feel like... Also, it kind of speaks for itself. I I don't think that's personal, I think. No, I bumped into her, and she, the vibe was... I was trying to remember where she, you know, when I was... Oh, so you got personal beef Yeah, it was just like, she hit me with the too cool energy somewhere, which I respect, but you got to drop numbers if you're going to hit that. So now, next time I see you, I'm going to hit you with like... Her last movie made a billion dollars. What have you done for me lately? Okay, right. So this game... It's a wrap. (laughs) She's going to be doing voiceovers. It's a good movie, though. Does that matter to you guys? It's actually a good movie. Is it? It didn't resonate with your numbers guy. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter. Won't even watch it. Okay, let me ask you this then. Killers of the Flower Moon. Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio. It's four hours long. I, Three and a half hours. I, only made like $50 million in North America. So it's whack? If I have to use the bathroom 25 times in a movie, it doesn't even get on my playlist. <laughs> you know, like I have a... At home though. I would, it would, I would rent it. Right. I don't, but... But it's already a failure to you because it hasn't made the budget. Yeah, but none of, those, none of those actors are, have viral TikToks looking, you know, little you. snobby, little. Right. So she's out here t- trying to say she can bench 300 pounds in one video I just saw there. So like, you, you have multiple issues. You have the movie flopped and you don't like her TikTok style. No, I'm I'm in the audience. I'm a viewer, you know, right. so I, I see what's on the For Your page. And when the momentum is... <laughs> We're not feeling you. I'm, I'm a fair weather. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna ride with. I'm, I'm trending. Everybody go see the Marvels. It's actually a good. Uh, movie. You must have gone to the premiere. They didn't, go to the premiere. didn't go All to the premiere. She must love. be a guest. Yeah, not she, a guest. She's she trying to get a guest. Not a guest. You know what it is though? Uh, it is is like the Marvels is a female led property, mm-hmm. and I'm sticking up for it. And it's got a black female director, so I'm kidding. Oh, a little okay. Bit. Well, I'm I blame Bree. I blame <laughs> you. Blame I blame the white person. So you, but there you go. Yeah, bro. You, there you that, go. that was basically like po- posting a black square on Instagram. You with us, bro. <laughs> I, you, know, you with us, bro. I, you know, that, I'm glad I could help. <laughs> you know, can I tell you guys something? I'm happy to see you guys sitting here. Let me tell you why. Working at TMZ, there was like an evolution in the way that we covered you guys. At first, we covered you guys like, oh, it's the two wacky peeps from the hills and all of that stuff like that. But then after a while, you know what we realized? Y'all weren't going to break up. We realized that it was a real loving relationship and you guys had this thing and it was for real. And then there was like this where we started taking you guys seriously. It was kind of a thing to where at first it seemed like, a lot of stuff from the reality TV situation at that time. And then it was like, yo, man, these are two people with a family and the whole nine. And you guys are still here kicking. It's like kind of fucking amazing a little bit. <laughs> like, I, I cannot believe like it, it's actually lasting and you guys seem happy and everything's good. It's kind of inspiring to a degree. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We're I on our 15 like year wedding anniversary. Knew. I feel Coming like up. Harvey. No, no. You Is got that gl- fake. You got glamour. Because Harvey would always come up to us and cut, and I feel like he saw. But that uh, was years into it. Oh, that okay, was still okay. like. Oh, I'm not saying he's not a sweet guy. Then. He can't no, be a sweet guy. No, I feel like he, he always was oh, in I, he on. He never came off as sweet. I don't yeah, think no, I ever was like, like, I, don't, like I think oh, Harvey's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, uh, he was, uh, He can be a sweet guy when he's trying to be, but that's part of yeah. He'll glamour you. He'll like, he'll, oh, he'll, he'll like has like his thing to where like he can turn it on. And you'll be like, God oh, damn, me. Let me tell you everything. Hey, me and Harvey, we good. And then next thing you know, 
out. Never talk to you again. Yeah. So how did you start at TMZ? Where where were you before year? TMZ? What, what year was this? 2011. So I okay. guessed. So uh, 2011, yeah. I started off, I was on the TMZ tour. So I was on the TMZ tour. And did you try out? What does that mean? Tried out. It was like American okay. Idol. So Harder. what they would do on the TMZ tour when they first started doing it is they wouldn't just hire tour guides. For the first initial inaugural TMZ tour, they uh, it was like six, eight guides or 10 guides or whatever. And we were doing the tour and doing all of this stuff. And then every Friday they would cut a guy. Like we would be in a room and somebody would go, it was Mike Leonardo. Shout out to Mike Leonardo, the producer. He'd go, yo, you, can I talk to you for a second? And we'd all be like, oh, he's gone. He's out. And then they whittled it all the way down. But what happened was, like, I guess they weren't getting what they wanted. So almost towards the end of the process, I came in. And so when I came in, because I, I I wrote a funny cover letter and I had a great interview and I came in and it was three guys, me, Alex and and um and Keith. Uh, we were doing the tour. Harvey came and took my tour. And he goes, I want you on a television show. And then boom, like literally I started at TMZ in April. I would say four months later, I was on TV. When it was pop, like there was a minute it was getting like big ratings. It was like a, like you couldn't, like there was times when there was definitely a time where TMZ, you couldn't miss like an episode. Like I was like, I think on? that was 2009, 10, 10. Was that that when, way? Was it peaking? They yeah. were to me. I mean, obviously. I'm going to say it was when I was on there. But to me, TMZ was building, 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 building. But to me, the most cultural relevance that TMZ had uh, was around the time that, like, this weird intersection was happening, right? To where they had this hold on breaking news and this hold on the opinion side of it. Because some of the biggest stories, I mean, obviously they broke Michael Jackson, they broke, broke Michael Richards, they did all of that stuff. But then, like, when you talk about Jay-Z and Beyonce or Donald Sterling or Ray Rice and all of those things, and then people were watching the show and going to the website every single day, I feel like that's the biggest I ever got. And plus, when I first got there, Dax was still there. Max was still there. Yeah. Nina was still there. Right. The old people were still there. Uh, you know, uh, I'm forgetting names. Brian and all of those guys were still there. And then it just kind of, things changed. So it just kind of moved with the culture a little bit. You know really killed TMZ? Instagram. That Instagram kill everything. Yeah. I hate Instagram. Honestly. I'm <laughs> shadow banned. Doesn't even matter. But like, so I'll tell. I give you an example. Um, Northwest, she is about to be born. And TMZ breaks that story. They get the name, probably directly from the Kardashians, right? Um, well, a couple of years after that, when that celebrity wants to break that name, they're not going to go to People Magazine. When they want to talk about their ring or their marriage, they're not going to do it. They're going to do it on their own terms, on their personal social media. Right. And that takes a huge chunk of the breaking news game away. The celebrity themselves, the fact that they can take their own pictures and load them up to Instagram, they do not have to bother with the paparazzi and pose for the paparazzi to get pictures of themselves out there to surface those things. You don't have to stroll down Bedford. You don't have to get caught at catch. Paparazzi are still out there working, but you can have somebody take your own photos, then upload them to your Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can talk the shit that you want to talk on your own Twitter. There's a lot more autonomy than there was, and the whole celebrity news game is just a lot different than it used to be. God, TMZ had a hold on the game. Had it. 
especially with the Kardashians, I feel like they had all those breaking storage, the marriages, the divorces, yes. the breakup news that they were putting in there. And I do feel like he always had a really great spin for them. So obviously Chris yeah. or whoever Chris was stepped in from the beginning and they saw checks. how it was playing out because it used to be that with Harvey, he was very, not pres like very hard hitting at first, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't biased with celebrities. It was kind of like, all right, what's the dirt, what's going on. And and then I feel like it slowly kind of started evolving. So I don't know if more publicists started getting involved and obviously there's a lot of money and things at stake, but it definitely saw more of a shift. I felt like with like favorite celebrities and people getting a better spin and becoming a little more family friendly. And it definitely so, changed. Look, I feel like he, I will say this. One thing that people probably would be surprised to know about TMZ is that there's actually integrity in the newsroom for what it is. Meaning there's not particular, there's not integrity in terms of what it is that they're doing. Meaning they'll put your your business out there. They'll put your, your personal business out there. They'll do all of that stuff. But in terms of if something is accurate and if it's true, and the way that they gather the news, they actually care about that. They, mm-hmm. There's actually a news standard in the newsroom. And that kind of comes from Harvey. He's like, for what he's doing, he's a serious newsman. That's true. However, in any newsroom, any newsroom, the contacts that give you the most stuff, the people that are most reliable, the people who you have the deepest relationships with, you're going to spend things for them. And that's certainly the case in TMZ. Now, I can't really speak to, I've never been on the phone. I've never been around when he's on the phone. I've never been on the phone with him. He's never said, hey, we're going to go easier on this person because of this and this and that. However, I know for a fact that there are certain lawyers, publicists, people like that, that have his ear and can get him to do certain things that other people can't. But it's like that literally in any newsroom you will go into. What about within the host there so is Mm -hmm. there kind of animosity towards each other like oh you got more screen time or this is your story or like what is is it kind of like a reality show with the people on it how is it being on i'll be real man i loved my co-workers i loved them and honestly i feel like they loved me there was never for me i'm sure there was but also remember the moment i came in there I was kind of charmed. Like I was on the show, on the thing. I never had to really ask. I never asked TMZ for one race. Never. Mm-hmm. Like they they continuously gave me more to do. They continuously put me on more stuff. Sometimes they put me on stuff and they didn't pay me for the stuff they put me on, but they continuously gave me more and more and more and more. So I never, ever, ever there was one of the people that was like, oh my God, this person is going to get this and this person is going to get this and this. So I never felt that way. I'm sure it existed. I, I know that it existed. I mean, that's that's a viper pit in there. It's a lion's den in there. You got to have thick skin. You got to mm-hmm. go in there and do your thing. But I'll be lying if I said that for me at TMZ, if there was ever any, oh my God, I got to do this so I can get on camera. I would say shit and then they would put me on the show. And then they would put me on more shows. By the time it was over, I was doing live hits all day. Television stations everywhere in the country. I was on TMZ TMZ Live, and I was hosting TMZ Sports. So they were squeezing as much as they could get out of me. On a different note, my only ever beef with TMZ, Mm -hmm. and this is real, 
for years, I was spending so much time reading this evil comment section about us, 2000 comments. And then all of a sudden, and I used to just pray they would get rid of comments because I was like, these are so powerful. And then one day I felt like, you know, it was the Kardashians that were starting to get the Spidey level comment section mm -hmm. and starting to match. Comments were deleted off TMZ forever. And I was like, <laughs> wow, when we're not popping now, there's no comments. Right. And for these other people who were getting what we had, now it's just, oh, just little, that was when they got rid Let of comments. Let me tell you a comment section story. So yeah. I got to the point, even before the Kanye thing, I got to the point to where uh, people had a lot of opinions about me on the show. It's like a lot of opinions. Big, loud pro-black, porn addicted, all the stuff that I would do as my character on the show and just the shit that I would talk, people had all kinds of things to say. And some of it wasn't good. So you go in the comment section or even in the contact SS and I was just getting killed. Like some of the vilest shit exists in a TMZ comment section. I, I know. Right? It's like I crazy. Spent, I spent a lot of right. time. Like Van's mother oh, is a fucking was... nigger, gorilla, the whole nine. It's like terrible, terrible shit. And so I got to the point to where I would start getting stuff on Twitter and I would start going back. And it was fun. I would start getting stuff on Twitter and I would start going back. And I kind of still do this. The people at the ringer know it. Like I, I was getting stuff on Twitter and I would start going back because for Wait, me- what do you mean you're getting stuff on Twitter? People would say shit and like hit me and, and, and mention me on Twitter and I would respond. Oh, so you start responding I'm in the comment section. I'm going back and forth. And it's fun for me because two things. Number one, no one ever thinks that you're going to respond. And then when you do respond, you see just how stupid some of these people are because, and there's, there's different ways you can do it. Sometimes you can go like super nice. And that's always funny. Cause it's like, man, fan is sucks. He's so stupid. I'm like, yo, you know, I'm on television every day and you're not always your best self. Sometimes you say things or sometimes you do things and those things don't resonate in the way that you want. Oh man, keep killing it, bro. Like I, I'm, so, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that, bro. Like keep killing it, man. It was just, you know, it rubbed me the wrong way. I'm sorry that you said what you said about Dale Earnhardt. Uh, my bad, bro. I love you. You can do that way. You can glamour him that way. Or you can just come straight back and just, yo, fuck you. <laughs> like directly. Hey, you, fuck you. <laughs> You right there, they almost always cower. Or you can just put everybody who loves you on them. Hey, look what this person just did. And then everybody gets on them. And before you know it, they've made their, their whole Twitter private. But look, my thing is I, I, I'm doing this, right? I get called into the office. Harvey calls me to the office. And he goes, look, man, like you can't do this. You can't come back at these people like this. And I say, yo, cool, nice. Are you guys going to clean up the comment section where I'm getting called an N-word like all the time? Are you guys going to do something about that? No, there's all kinds of legal reasons we can't do it. I'm like, well, fuck it. <laughs> you want to be a punching bag? And then he goes, well, you know, other people don't get as political as you do on the thing. I'm like, that's all well and good, man. I ain't out here calling nobody out their name. And so the comment section was even a problem for me. And not just the comment section. I'm sitting down at my desk and like the email pops up. And the, the emails are like comments that people have about you. And it, and it's so crazy. You sit down at your desk and it just says, Van's a nigger. I'm like, what? <laughs> and it's the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's like, and boom, boom, boom. If you really do something controversial, uh, then it can, it can last for a while. But you're on TV. It's, it's like, it's not the platform's fault. That's par for the course of what it is. I just like mm -hmm. to play. I'm super immature. 
and I have a <laughs> lot of time on my hands. Heidi stopped me doing this. I spent I spent a lot. You are speaking to the choir. Yeah, I did this for a yeah. long time, and, and he Heidi. does both, right? So sometimes, mm-hmm. like you're saying, sometimes he'll be like, "Oh wow," and then his people will jump in, and then sometimes he'll just say like "f you" basically, and then sometimes he'll be like, "I don't know what your problem is," or he'll go to their profile. This is who did was this a Ryan Seacrest thing that you even? What well, happened? let's be on you to go all. You know, I've always fucked with him. I've always liked him because he's just so brutally himself. Yeah. Remember the whole Crystals era? Are you still into the yeah, Crystals? Yeah, proudaddy.com. Use code SWIFTY, 20% off. Yeah. When <laughs> me and Chad and Mike usually just watch you with the Crystals, and Chad would be like, shout out to Chad Weiser, man, that used to work with me at TMT. You know, you guys know Chad? With that, the, the guy with the hat on, the big yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, with Mike. And, and, um, and, um, but Chad used to be like, Dude, I fucking love this guy. This guy's like the best guy. And we would just watch you with your crystals and how funny you were. You're just always yourself, man. I, you know, that is what I am. You never have to wonder what Spencer's thinking. It's not like, oh, is that what he really meant? It's like, nope, that's what he meant. And he yeah. said it and it's di- like, Heidi's you never mom have to the other day actually said to her, it must be so nice to have a husband that just always tells you what he's, what's on his mind. So I'm like sideways shady. <laughs> Was, uh, I don't know. Was she trying to be? Was she? Was that an actual compliment, or she was trying? It was to, to me. It was uh, a compliment. It's like you know, it's so nice that your husband is so transparent. She's like, that's one of my favorite qualities in people. That's her best friend. Uh, her best friends that way. Well, and she said, great. was talking about her best friend, and it wasn't. Really? I was saying, wasn't too Spencer um, either. So, for our listeners who may not instantly like, is it wild? I was saying to Heidi on the way here that you actually created a reverse Taylor Swift Kanye moment. Oh, sweet. Where you are really <laughs> like you, like what he did to Taylor, you did to him and uh-huh. became like a polarizing forever. I mean, I feel like it was that big of a, I don't know the exact quote, but it was like, I'll never forget the energy you mm-hmm. brought yeah. to when he was like peak egomaniac and nobody would do. And after that, like off camera, did Harvey say to you, like, well, you went too far? Or was Harvey nah. like, great job. That's the best thing nah. ever. Harvey was moved by it. Like, he he brought me in a room and told me how lucky he was to have me. Seriously. <laughs> he was moved by it. The whole office was. There was no ambiguity in the office about what was happening there. Uh, it, you know, Ye was on whatever he was on. And I think that a lot of people inside the office and a couple of other people did, just maybe not as forcefully as I did. I think a lot of people in the office were just aghast at what was happening. They were just like, oh, shit, this is Kanye West and he's saying these crazy things. And so in that moment, I mean, anybody in there who knew me, it probably wasn't that surprising to them. I think everyone was surprised at the reaction. But that's you can't buy that type of TV. Oh, not something that's like... Yeah, so he wasn't he wasn't upset at all. Like, and if he did have any type of a problem with it, it was never expressed to me that he did, you know? Has Kanye ever reached out to you since? Yeah, we talked that we talked oh. that night. Oh. We talked that we talked that night and then him and I exchanged emails that summer. Oh. And yeah, was so, he like, I'm I so, was wrong? Or I respect your opinion. Kinda? So that night he wanted me to come out to Calabasas and hang out. And I was like, you know what? I just want to talk out. And I was like, I don't think I want to do that. It's like a little too much. But maybe looking back on it, I heard that like Dave Chappelle and a whole bunch of other people. Oh, that was like the best barbecue <laughs> ever. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I should have gone. <laughs> uh, but later on that summer, 
there was something that happened that was happening that I was kind of uh, uncomfortable with, and it was the fact that there was this binary posture being taken between me and Kanye. It was like, oh, Van here and Kanye there. And my whole thing was then and even now, it really wasn't about the fact that I had any animus towards Kanye West. It wasn't about that at all. It was about the fact that someone who had been so inspirational to me and had meant so much to me musically, but also in the way that he comported himself. Now, a lot of people are going to say, hey, Van, like Kanye West had been acting an ass way before that. And True, he had some moments that were pretty bad. But I think what resonated with me about him was that I, coming from Louisiana, was given a a very direct blueprint to what success was. And part of that success was acting a certain way, right? It was like, when you are a man, particularly a Black man, and you get in these spaces, there's a way that you're going to have to comport yourself to be taken seriously by the group of people who have power in the country. And I'll be honest with you, Kanye West has always said, yo, fuck that. Like, he has a feeling, he gets that feeling out. Wrong, right, or indifferent. And because of that, we gave him this gigantic cultural weapon. This huge, like, Kanye would say something. Like, nobody wanted bad for Taylor Swift, but a lot of people were feeling like, I mean, I know you guys probably don't agree, but a lot of the Negroes, <laughs> like a lot of them were, a, a lot of them were probably feeling like, yo, Beyonce should have won. Like we, a lot of us feeling like that. Nobody was, you're not, I would never do something or advocate somebody to go up there and do that in somebody else's moment. And I, Beyonce wouldn't either, but everybody, there were some people that were going, yeah, man, Beyonce had the best video. And what ended up happening was what we weren't watching is very slowly, that gigantic cultural gun, that weapon that we gave to Kanye West, it was slowly being turned, right? It was, at first, it was focused at them, American power, the status quo, all of that stuff. And we didn't see and recognize that he eventually turned it and pointed it back at us. And when that stuff started to happen, I was like, whoa. So it was very personally disappointing for me and very personally upsetting for me that that was happening. But I didn't like it to where it was like Van against Kanye. I never wanted it to be that way. I didn't want to be friends with Kanye West, but I wanted to try to understand and talk it out. So I hit Scooter. Shout out Scooter Braun. I hit Scooter. I know Taylor No, no. Yeah. I'm good friends with Scooter's best friend. So we got like, uh, yeah. you know, a treaty somewhere. Else. <laughs> so yeah. I hit Scooter and I was like, you know, Scooter, um, can you give me an email on it? just so we could talk. And I shot him an email just so he would know exactly how I was feeling. Not expecting to hear back, he hit me right back. And he said all of this stuff, and it was just funny because in the middle of it, it was a little breakout where he dished Drake for no reason. And I had nothing to do with what we were talking about. He was just like, (laughs) but after that time, it was me and Kanye and, John Monopoly on the email and Jack Dorsey from Twitter. And we were talking about all of this stuff that we were going to do. And we were going to make the moment into something that was going to change. And a couple of, boom, he was gone. Never heard heard from him again. Probably threw that phone in the ocean or something. The the email doesn't work. None of that stuff. Um, And then what you saw and what I still see from him is somebody who is too powerful, influential, and meaningful for people to genuinely care about him. There's a level that you get to Mm -hmm. in fame 
where you stop becoming a person and you become a thing. And once you are thingified, for whatever reason, it really doesn't matter like what happens to you personally or emotionally. Once you're thingified, if you're a woman and you're, think, and you're thingified sexually, if you're a man and you're thingified because you are a leader, like you're a president, not a person, you're an athlete, not a person, you're whatever. Once you're thingified, it's very hard to become a human again. And Kanye West, to me, is suffering from the fact that he's looked at as an entity and not as a person. Because if you look at him as a person, it would be very hard not to be super concerned about what's going on with him. You know what I mean? But he's not a person. He's Kanye West. So either everything that he says is wrong and everything that he, or everything that he says is right. When you say entity, because like we come, I, you know, we got deep in the, um, the, the healing, the healing algorithm mm -hmm. and entities are possessions in this, in this other realm of people. Do you think he's possessed by an actual entity that is now taking over? That's a fucking deep question. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it, if we were to get, if I was to get like metaphysical and philosophical and, you know, if I was to turn back into the way I was raised as a good Christian boy, I mean, if my mama was sitting right here, my mama would say, baby, everything is a spirit. My mama would say, that's procrastination. That's a spirit. She would say all that porn that you and your daddy, rest in peace, you still watch, that's a spirit. She would say everything is a spirit. A demonic spirit. A demonic spirit, whatever. It's whatever kind of spirit. She was like, she would say everything. Just every, clarify for Heidi. You know, right, right. Honey, a demon spirit, a pornography yeah. from hell. I, Satan's I work. I know. Right, she would say everything is a spirit, right? Um, look, I'm not in his soul to know that. That's kind of not, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't, yeah. I don't know that, but I just know that like, when you do see somebody that... um that even the parts, the parts of his message that make sense to people, the filtering of those messages and the translation of those messages, like he needs help. He needs somebody to help him out. And sometimes when I see him, I just see a guy that just needs some help. When we used to be on the street, you know who they used to wait for? It's crazy. What was the lady who was the main character of the Hills? What was her name? Lauren. Lauren. So the paparazzi would go nuts over her. Where I never seen this before. I swear, it's maybe in Laguna Beach. <laughs> no, I promise. He's you. making things up. Like I promise this is, uh, you, bro. Community notes right, right now. The, community notes, y'all. Information. So look, so look. We are we in front of Beverly Hills Nail Design, right? And on Bedford, and it's like uh, 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 Jessica Alba had just walked by, and I always had a way with the celebrities, man. I always knew Jessica and Cash. Jessica was pregnant. Right. And she was she doesn't like paparazzi. And who should? She shouldn't like paparazzi. The paparazzi would get so fucking mad when somebody was mean to them. I'm like, hey, this woman trying to get her eyebrows arched and you stand outside the shop. Like, what do you expect? So I would always leave with honey. Always. Jessica's walking. She's doing her thing. And um, I had hoop with cash a couple of times. Uh, he, he wouldn't remember that, but he went to Crossroads with a couple of guys that I knew. And um, and he went to Yale, right? And so I see her and I go, uh, and she's pregnant. And I go, hey, is is that baby going to go to Yale like it's super smart dad? And she smiled. And everybody went, <laughs> she smiled. And they're like, yo, how did you fucking get her to smile? And I'm like, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, yeah, whatever. As I'm talking, all the paparazzi run. They all run from 
Because when you come down Bedford, I can't remember the name of that street. It's on the other side. She was there, like, going into the parking lot. They run, all of them. I'm talking 10, 15 Brazilian guys that were all on Jessica Alba. And they ran to Lauren Conrad. Maybe it was Audrina. I think it was Audrina. This is such fake news. I have a very similar story. They ran. They ran to Lauren Conrad. And I was like, yo, man, from the hills. And and then I remember my friend, he goes, bro, she sells, bro. He was he was he was looking at his pictures. He was like, she sells, man. She's good for fashion. Because there are different uh, things that sell. There's right. different things that sell. He's like, she sells, man. They run. They Coles. left Jessica out. Shout out Coles. They this guy. <laughs> no, I mean for real. <laughs> it's Coles. It's Coles. They, they left Coles. Jessica Alba. Get at me. They ran to like to to Lauren Conrad. Mm-hmm. It's facts. Yeah. Who is mm-hmm. your favorite celebrity that you've encountered with? Blake Griffin. Really? Yeah. Blake Did Griffin you're... and Billy Bob Thornton. Wow. Billy Bob Thornton is the nicest man in the world. I mean, legend. I, I was wearing him on a shirt the other day. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton is the nicest man in the world. But Blake Griffin, uh, it's not like Blake Griffin likes me or anything like that. I saw him at Peach Jam after this. And you know he knows who he is. I try to say what's up. He doesn't care. Like, he doesn't like TMZ. It's fine. I get it. Um, but during the NBA lockout, you know, I was playing a lot of ball back then, hooping a lot. I was in great shape, doing my thing. It was the lockout. Blake Griffin was walking down the street. And I walked up to him. I was like, yo, man, what are you doing on Wednesday? He was like, what? I was like, what are you doing on Wednesday, man? Like, what are you doing on Wednesday? <laughs> and, he, and he was like, uh, uh, nothing. I was like, look, you're not doing anything else. We need one. And I'm like, we got a Wednesday league, LA Fitness. Like, you don't even have to do nothing. You can just rebound for me, and I'm going to get my threes up. And we're walking down the whole thing, and I'm asking him, I'm like, Blake, come on, man. This would be great for you. You can stay in shape. And he's so funny and so charismatic that me and Blake walking down the street are having a little two-man thing and it's good. And he gets to the end of the street and I'm like, Blake, seriously, I'm gonna let you go now. I appreciate you. Me, you, Wednesdays. I'll give you some sneakers to play in, all of that. We good? And he looked at the camera and he went, maybe. And when I took that back in the office, like Evan, Evan was at his desk and he's like, this is what the whole fucking thing is about. This is amazing. So he was so fucking cool. Did he show up? Hell no. Oh, <laughs> I thought this is gonna happen. No, you no. got the video. No, I got the I video. He was for sure the, up the, Wednesday night. The better, the better ones are like <laughs> not the celebrities that are good to pat. The better ones are the ones that are bad. Wait, how many years did you yeah. actually do street live content, like pulling up on people and out doing the three? All right. So who is the who is the worst? The Owen, the the Owens brothers. Luke and um, Luke what did and, I say? Uh, what, what, what? No, oh, no, Owen, Owen. the Wilson brothers. Who the worst person I ever interacted the, with in Air One was Owen Wilson. The, the I've been Luke, saying that. Luke and Owen Wilson are that. the absolute. They unless for, you're a woman, because then people on my Snapchat women were like, "Oh, he's so nice to me." I'm like, "Oh, he doesn't like men." They, I, but, but once again, I'm not mad at anybody who doesn't like paparazzi. I am, but Luke. Which one is the one with the blonde hair? Owen. Owen. Owen is the one with the blonde hair, and Luke is the other one. Owen did the funniest thing ever. He's walking down Bedford, peeled the camera up, and he got into a dead sprint. I mean, like he was playing for the fucking Saints and just ran <laughs> down the street. Like I'm like, what? Like, geez. I mean, just ran. I'm like, shit, just a dead sprint. And his brother 
freaked out on a camera guy. The camera guy pulled it out. He's in the thing. He's like, he stops and his back to the camera. He's like, yo, we want to turn that fucking thing off right now. I'm like, oh my God. Like there, whatever it is, it flips a switch for those guys. And they just, they become aggressive about it. So like, would I would have here? so much fun being a pap and like going after the Alec Ball. But like they make, that makes me want to be a pap more. Oh, you don't want like, pap Alec Ball when he's, he's notorious. No, I mean, that's what I mean. I oh, want to no, get these. That's, these are the people I would have so much fun. I'll pitch your show. Oh, Spencer in the streets. Out. Spencer, <laughs> Spencer in the streets getting the A-listers. Bro, let me tell you something. That works. Spencer in the streets. Oh, I mean, oh, I'm gonna bro, DM Harvey. Let's bro, go. I'll like, bring yeah, back. Don't street. do it with TMZ. Oh, but like, like, oh, so you're not. You ended up having like they fired me. Oh, we didn't know this. Yeah, like, no. Whoa, what is that? They fired me. But I'm telling you, you don't want to. You don't want to let him produce it. He's like Spencer in the streets is a great. That's I actually. I'll be honest with you. That's actually a great idea. That's actually a great idea. I have a lot of them. After all of this time, giving you a camera and letting you pat people would be fucking. I mean, I know where they are too. I I already pretty much stock a lot of A listers. Right, that would be actually really really fun. Good right, thing I'm my schedule's pretty clear. It. You know, <laughs> can't, can't do a Wednesday for at least four more weeks here. Mm-hmm. So what happened with TMZ? How long were you there for? Yeah, yeah. There for nine years? Nine time. years. There for nine years. Something like that. Right at nine. Right did they call you years. in the room? Yeah, did you? Was it Friday? No. no. Um, I had an altercation with a coworker and I got fired. You got, Look how it? serious they look now. They did look, you both get fired? No. I got fired. Oh. Yeah. Usually both parties should get fired. Did human resources feel like? Sort of a couple of things. First of all, this is all fine and dandy. It's cool. But there are lessons to be learned. This is what happened. Literally, I have like my best friend in the office. This guy still a really good friend of mine, uh, Mike Babcock, who is now, he now runs TMZ Sports. Um, long story short, Mike was hosting TMZ Live and something was said during TMZ Live or, and I didn't like it. So I go up to Mike and look, this is what happened. I go up to Mike and I'm, I whisper in his ear and I'm telling him, hey, don't talk to me like that, blah, blah, blah. Remember, this is a guy who's like super close to me, right? So I'm, I'm whispering it to him. He, but I put my hands on his shoulders. I put my hands on his shoulders when, I, when, I, when I'm whispering it to him. Um, and me and him are going back and forth. We shout back and forth, whatever. Like I'm shouting at him, he's shouting at me. I'm telling him, hey, don't fucking talk to me like that. And I'm mad. So I'm saying what will happen if you talk to me like that, right? Because now it's getting broken up. Charles says, go home. And so I uh, I go home and I'm like, shit, I went and I did Jamel Hill's podcast. It's here on Spotify uh, for a while. I went and I did Jamel Hill's podcast. So I already had to go do it. So I went and did the podcast. And later on, like HR calls me. And I'm like, all right, they're going to bitch me for a couple of days. Now, understand this, that like my contract at TMZ was up. So I only had probably like three more weeks there anyway. Something like that, like three or four more weeks there anyway. And I think that had my, con- I know, first of all, I know that if my contract wouldn't have been up, things would have been different. They would have loved to have keep, kept me. And they go, yeah, so at what point did things become physical? And I went, what do you mean? And they went, well, did you put your hands around Mike's neck? And I went, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, 
Mike is my guy. I put my hands on his shoulders and I whispered it to him because I didn't want, I literally, this video, put two hands on his shoulder and I whispered it to him because I didn't want the whole office to hear what we were talking about because he was in the, uh, in the host chair. And I'm like, yeah, 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 too. And I remember getting off the phone and just stopping in my car and laughing. I'm like, it's over. Like, they're going to do me. Here's the thing. No problem with what happened, right? I was already planning to leave, you know, me and Bill. Like, so I was already planning to leave. Things were already good. This is the only problem I have with you. The only problem I have with anything that went down. They know me. And it's difficult for me not to feel emotions when I'm talking about this. Because this is the shit that I'm talking about. They know me. Everyone in that office, Harvey, Charles, Charlie, everyone still left. They know me. They know me. And they did me anyway. Not fired me. Forget about that. Forget about that. What happened was page six called me. So I got fired and nothing happened for like a week. But then when it was obvious that I was that was that wasn't coming back, my coworkers threw me a going away party. So we all went to this place out in the valley, not in the valley, out in the marina. And all my coworkers that 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 were going to miss me. They threw me a going away party. Oh, Van's not going to come back. And everybody came, right? I guess it was slightly controversial. I wouldn't know. They asked me. So we went, right? Let's throw something for Van. We love Van. So we all go and the pictures come out. That was a Saturday. Um, on Monday, page six called me. And page six goes, uh, this is what happened between you and whatever. This is going to, this is going to print. Do you want to say anything about it? And I was like, uh, no, I appreciate the call. I've been on the other end of this phone. I know how it goes. I'm not, you know, whatever. I appreciate the call, whatever. I don't want to say anything about it. So, so the page six thing comes out on Monday. And if you go back and read it, it's very favorable. The people in the office, like, they had my back. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I wasn't universally, but I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Motherfuckers at TMZ liked me. You know what I'm saying? So it, the people in the office had my back. It was, like, it was like, fans not mean or whatever. They pit people against each other. A lot of the office didn't like the decision, whatever. I was okay with it. Me and all of my people, we were, the Kanye thing had us like this and we were already ready to leave. We had other things lined up. TMZ got blowback. They got blowback for that. They got blowback for the fact that everybody was like, oh my God, how could you let go of Van? Remember, after this, the black community looked at me in a certain way. And then these articles came out and the articles were like, two people got into an altercation at TMZ. One of them got fired. One of them was black. One of them was white. So all of this stuff was being played and the office was getting hammered. I know what happened after this. They then went back to page six and they took stills of me with my hands on mic. And the office did this. They hit back at me, right? Because somebody from the office hit me and was like, hey, I'm just letting you know they're about to run a story on you, right? I'm like, cool. At this point, I'm out, I'm out of it. There's nothing that can happen. We've talked to every single person that we're going to work with, and everybody's like, Van, we don't give a fuck. It's better that you're gone. Like, now you're free to do whatever you want to do. But the reason why it hurt is not because... It, the reason why it hurt and the reason why it was a lesson learned, it wasn't because um, it wasn't because it, was, it had nothing to do with me and Mike, and it had nothing to do with me and TMZ because I was I was already soured on what we had done. TMZ had 
drifted away from me politically and socially and culturally. I loved the people there, still love a lot of the people there, still have a lot of love for Harvey, honestly. You know, my father died a couple of years ago, but my father's health had been declining the entire time that I was at TMZ, and they always gave me space. TMZ always treated me right. Um, I had major problems with the way TMZ covered Black celebrities, with the way TMZ dealt with Black culture, with the way TMZ talked about a lot of things that went on there. But I was there, and I'm not going to moralize, and... I was always, always empowered and given space to talk about whatever I needed to talk about in the world, to talk about whatever the coverage we were doing at TMZ was, to to advocate for people that I thought needed to be advocated for. It was never a hamstrung. No one ever told me what to say. There was never a hand up my back. If it was time to criticize the, the shop, I could criticize the shop. It's all you can ask for um, until you get to a place where you don't have to make those determinations. And after all of that time, of being in the office, after all of that time of meeting people's families, of being around people's kids, of like after of 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 of, of Christmases, right? Where we're having a drink and of of us banding together when people would attack us and of all of that, they niggered me. Straight up. There's no other way to say it. They niggered me. At the end of the day, what happened to me was look what this big, scary black guy did to one of those guys. And I thought we were better than that. And I don't give a fuck what nobody think or what nobody say or how it goes in any particular way. I shouldn't have thought that it was different. I learned a lesson. I'll never think that it's different ever again. But in that particular spot, those people, I have been around those people for nine years. Nine years, the people that had come to me crying because they weren't getting paid attention to, the people that had asked me how to get ahead in their in their various departments, like the people that had trusted and confided in me for all, they know me. And if that don't mean nothing, then it's all out the window, then it's fucking thing. And at that point, it was kind of like, yo, I get it. Um, but I had to be a lot more decisive uh, and a lot more discerning, should I say, in what positions I put myself in and who I choose to work with and make different decisions at 41 than I did at 31. And I know it's dog eat dog and I know all of that stuff, but I, and I know that this is naive and I'm going to get a lot of people, a lot of people, and I accept it. A lot of people that are going to say he's stupid or whatever, I didn't think they would do me that way. I didn't. Have you talked to Harvey since? Has Once, yeah. 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 Yeah, I talked like, um, uh, we briefly talked. Uh, I went through a major depressive episode. Like, um, and look, I've talked my fair share of shit. You know what I'm saying? I've talked my fair share of shit. I have. I've talked my fair share of shit about them. It's really no hard feelings mm -hmm. at this point. So there isn't a, I don't even want to, this is how scared I am to not be on TMZ. I'm like, uh, so there isn't a wrongful termination lawsuit? Like, <laughs> no, 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 like, no. They were it? well within their rights. Like, it, it was, to, 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 this is the so way you I just can't touch another co Yeah, yeah no, no, like, no, no, no. Like, to, to me, uh, to, like, to me, 
I mean, they, if I wanted to be, they should have fired me. But like, but but I didn't care. They didn't care. I didn't care. I huh. told Harvey earlier in the summer that you know because they were he was trying to figure out like um, that we were gonna do like a. Uh, he since the Kanye thing was popping and my name had got big, they were trying to figure out a, a, a show on me. They were going to do a show. And I remember I was in the office one time and he mentioned that, um, he mentioned that, uh, that, um, he wanted to do a show at a specific place. Like it was at a, uh, this place that we had, they had did a show that Raquel was doing. They had mentioned that he wanted to do the show there. And he was like, this is what we can do. You figure out your show. And it's kind of the situation where we could do, um, we could do your show like on the weekends, or we could knock out five, six episodes of the show. We could do it that way, and then you know whatever. And I told Harvey then I was like, well, I don't envision a situation where I'm going to be doing a different show and then coming in here and working in here five days a week. Like this part of it is over. Like, like if if we could have gone on and made a television show and done something else and had some kind of other situation, then I would have done that, right? Like I was gonna, I was open to it. I, I did not want to work at TMZ anymore. It was over. It had run its course. It was cool. Been there for a long time. And it's not just about culturally what TMZ is. I was part of it. Um, there was a whole Donald Trump thing that happened. I wrote about it in the book. And me and Harvey had stopped seeing eye to eye or whatever. But I still had loyalty to them. Because to be honest with you, like I, I think sometimes we over, uh, we overvalue somebody giving you your your shot. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's, there's almost nobody who ever gives you your shot if they don't think that you can give something to them. Right. But they did. And he always believed in me and he always gave me stuff to do. And so for me, down home country board, it was like, you know, if we could do something here, figure it out. But we got to a point to where, you know, I told him, I was like, well, I'm not resigning my contract here to come back and continue to do this at 39 or 40 years old. So they knew that I was leaving. Um, uh, but having said all of that, like, like for me at that particular point, I still thought that there was some sort of connection there and I would leave and I would get the thing where you stand up and they go, Van's leaving and everybody, blah, blah, yeah. but to like leave one day and then never go back again. It's like, whatever. Anyway, I, so during the pandemic, I got super depressed, like super depressed, just super scared of everything. I got anxiety. It's bad. Um, and so I called him. And it was before they were about to do the show one time. And he picked up the phone. And I just rapped with him a little bit, talked to him for a little bit. It was amicable. And then that was that. I think after that, uh, and I think I was reaching out to a lot of people that I was on shaky terms with uh, during the pandemic because I thought the world was going to end. <laughs> so I was getting right with God. Um, and I think after that, the book came out and it's not like it was a worldwide bestseller or nothing, but there were also a bunch of different interviews to where people would ask me questions and I would talk about them pretty openly. Then my father died in 2021 and my father died. I heard from a couple of people at the office and then uh, I didn't hear from the big people at the office. And I was like, fuck it. I mean, there's no, there's nothing. Like everybody knew the situation. He had been dying for years. You know what I mean? Um, It like, 
uh, it just, well, I was like, there's, there's no, there's nothing. There. Mm-hmm. Like there's no type of, you know what I mean? I was a good employee and whatever. And I got glamored into thinking it was more than that. And I'm telling my young brothers and my young sisters that are coming up behind me, don't be me. Go in there, work, do your best, put your all into it. And then any type of other connections that you might have with anyone, man, get into your family, get into your community, get out to all of that. Because in this town, you're a cog in a wheel. Straight like that. I love that expression, don't get glamored. I yeah. feel like that was our biggest, even though we were so hated, we still got so glamored by the people that were making money off us always. So, mm-hmm. you know, you buy into like, oh, and then it's like, boom, you know people that you think you can go to dinner with, whatever, just ghosts, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, the game. I mean, it's the game. Yeah, I mean, look, I love people. Like, I love people. From the South, man, my mama used to see the guy out there, the dude coming to fucking cut the lights off. And she would be like, you ain't gonna cut my lights off. And the guy would be saying out there, she'd have some mace. She'd be like, you ain't gonna cut my lights off. You ain't gonna cut my lights off. The guy standing there for long enough and he's standing there waiting for somebody to come deal with her. We trying to buy time so daddy could go cut the lights on. And she'd be like, you hungry? We done made some chicken in there. And my sister, you stand out there, try to cut somebody's lights off on an empty stomach. You know what I'm saying? It's a good Christian woman. So you can never get too caught up in it. But, you know, I'm a little more rough around the edges now. I kind of don't give a fuck now. You know, like, but I've seen the worst, like between the, the Kanye thing and the getting fired in front of the whole world thing and all the rest of this shit, none of it's real. What you guys got right here is more real than any of that stuff. Y'all still married after all of the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's real. Like, TMZ and all that other shit, that's not real. Sorry, anniversary on Friday. It's uh, coming up. Yeah, 15 years, wedding anniversary. 15 years! We've been together for 17. God damn. Yeah, and I think that was part of our secret to our success was we always prioritized each other like Mm -hmm. from even over our own families over everything like the love that we had we were always like none of this matters it's all fun but we have each other's backs and that's it at the end of the day and you know that's that's true so what's what's on your goals of life what's next for you like what's your ultimate are we not gonna talk about Taylor Swift? Y'all don't want to talk. Oh, about... Do you want to talk about Taylor? Ooh, like Kayla, I thought y'all thought y'all wanted to know about the Kayla interview. Somebody was telling me you guys wanted to talk the who about who interview. That. We had Kayla. We had we had Kayla on there. Who Travis's ex? Yeah. Really? Wow. No, we I had didn't. Kayla on. This and is then breaking the, news. And then the interview didn't air. I want to. I want to challenge Taylor Swift to do something right wait, now. Wait, wait. Why didn't it air? Because it's a Spotify thing. No, it wasn't a Spotify thing. Oh, okay. um, Kayla sense. very bravely came on our podcast. Kayla, Kayla used to work at TMZ too. Really? Wait. Travis's ex. Yes. She I met her when she was she was an intern at TMZ. I met her a long time ago. Kayla very bravely came on TMZ. TMZ. Very, very bravely came <laughs> on TMZ. Very bravely came on Higher Learning. And we had a very long and in-depth interview about her uh entire situation, the whole thing. And then she heard it and she decided she didn't want the interview to run. Now we pouted a little bit at Higher Learning. We did. We certainly did. But the more that I thought about it, the more that I thought that the most important thing um, and her management over at M88, Stephanie and other people, had all had her best interest at heart because of what's happening now. 
right? Um, this is what I'll say. That's the only reason why I brought it up because you guys are big Taylor Swift fans. I want to challenge Taylor Swift right now. I want to challenge Taylor Swift to help protect Caleb mm. from Taylor Swift's fans. I want to challenge Taylor Swift, who is almost has a uh, unanimous Q rating. Everyone loves Taylor Swift. It's hard not to like her, right? She she smiles when it's time to smile. She got a big. She's ridiculously talented. The whole nine. I, I, one of my homeboys, he was calling me up one day. And he goes, "Man, bro, you know, you just keep your phone by you, bro." And I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Man, I gotta go. I gotta take the girls to this Taylor Swift concert tonight, and I don't know what I'm gonna do, bro. But like, because we could text about something. Just keep your phone by you." So they go to the concert, and I don't hear shit from him. Nothing. So I hit him the next morning, and I'm like, uh, bruh, so uh, did y'all go? You said to keep my phone, Bobby. He was like, yo, bro, I'm not going to bullshit you. Uh, sure. <laughs> he was like, he was like, bro, about 10 minutes into that shit, I cut my phone fucking off, dog. Like, like bro, he was like, bro, she got it, dog. That was some of the best shit I didn't ever see in my life. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, whoa. Okay, remember who you are. I came up with you. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. So it's, he, he was just he just couldn't possibly not dig it. It was too awesome. Yeah. But I will say this. Like, Kayla is an amazing person. She's an amazing person, and we all love Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's fans are harassing this girl. Why? So, I, so this is as a fan and always being in the, you know, on the For Your page and everything, and you can clarify this because you actually talked to her and I don't have the actual facts, were there certain, like, sub-posts that started? Cause she just had nothing, and they came, or she did a couple wrong posts that they took sideways and they ran with it? Or was she always clean off the jump? Because I feel like I forgot. That's why I don't have the facts I'm not going to put. But there was a couple little comments that, like, or like, oh, so maybe they're getting confused. So, the so there's one ex that did some stuff, so maybe they're mixing them up maybe. and she's getting maybe. not but, defending but, the family. But I'll say this, though. Travis Kelsey had a very public relationship with, with Kayla. Uh, it was very public, and they were together for a long time. So uh, the other girl had said something about whatever. Here's the thing. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even me, there was a, a propensity there, and if you get racial on this, they'll probably go differently. But even me, there was... A propensity there to think, not a propensity. She wanted it gone and it was gone, but there was a thing that was like, once again, fingerfying somebody. There was this little thing that was like, oh, damn, that would have been good for the podcast. You know what I mean? Oh, damn, that would have been this. Mm -hmm. Oh, damn, that would have been that. Oh, damn, that would have been this, right? Fingerfying somebody, thing before person. And I would just say, Taylor, who is uh, on the right side of so many different things, who has, she sold damn near 2 million in the first week of an album that motherfuckers already had. Like, her power is just unmistakable. Just sometimes police your people a little bit and make sure that they're not doing stuff in your name that I know that you wouldn't do. That's all I'm saying. Because a lot of, it don't make no sense. They happy together. I think Taylor and Travis are probably going to get married. I, I think that's the problem. I think that if you're Taylor, you don't even want to acknowledge that Travis is at, like you want to pretend Travis is a virgin 
like that's gonna be pretty hard. He no, had a I, reality I know, show. but that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> you, yeah. No, I know, but like Maybe she likes in, all the experience. No, I'm sure she. No, but I'm saying image wise, like you only want to connect this love story. You know, I'm just that's what I would see. Not wanting to be like, oh, let's. But she's such a girl's girl, so I would think that that would be, you know. Yeah, maybe Travis is doesn't like. What's I, I don't know what's is, going on, but I do. Like, I do this? know that, like, like, secretly get the Swifties on her. You know? uh, maybe like, who knows? There's exes that, like, but I do know I that, like, to put the Swifties on. Like I've seen and been around, like what's actually happening to a real human being, mm. and it's fucked up, mm. and it's for nothing. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I've seen it been around. What's happened to a real human person? A human person. And it's fucked up and it's for nothing, man. This internet is a crazy thing. Why did you guys? You guys had made it out. Why do y'all want back in? Why do y'all want a 16th minute? Y'all were out. Oh, y'all had y'all fun. We want a 17th. Made y'all see. money and done the whole thing. Why do y'all want back in? Once you spend your money, you need more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which money? We're not talking to Kim Kardashian uh, here. Kim Kardashian. If I were Kim Kardashian, I would be gone. But you I can't would... be because the jet gas money, yeah, gas prices, be... you can't, Kim know. can't stop. It's well, 90 grand a flight. It's like, yeah. you got to be Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos to live like Kim, Kim, if you want to stop hustling. But what I love and what makes me happy is being with my kids every day and being with you. And it's like, so for me, if that were my money, I would stop and I would go. Uh, you'd be with us on the somewhere. jet, though. The jet is, is look cozy. So, yeah, it's it's work. And we have two boys and, you know, we live in uh, in this day and age and you got to work and we're True. blessed to do mm-hmm. what we have. And, you know, God continues to give us opportunities and it's fun too. Like I love working with Spencer. This is one of my favorite things we've ever had the ability to do. Like we have Van in here and we're able to talk and like have these conversations and that's a blessing. I would never sit in a room with you or with anybody and be able to have this. Cause Heidi I just am with Spencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spencer He's like, I've never been in. <laughs> I'm in downtown LA. Yeah. Right. So it is, but back to Kayla, that, that is tricky. And I hope that, uh, you know, speaking of all this, that, but it can be used for good for her. I hope so. I hope that she can maybe somehow get more success from it and meet the man of her dreams. And maybe she has, you know, and if she know, wants to be hopefully. thingified, she can come on Spidey 16th minute and, <laughs> yeah. you know, we can do a, we can, we'll air it. One hundred. I'm playing whatever you came in. So you decide you want to direct play to Taylor's Swifties. And I'll have you back, girl. You can come on in and I'll, Mention higher learning right. as like you know prequel, or pre, yeah, the prequel you to know, it. So but you talk about thingifying people, and one last thing before we go, it's interesting that people do and don't thingify Taylor Swift. Like people are so emotionally connected to her songs and what she does, and she's the biggest thing of the world. It's such an interesting. She's one of the only people I've seen because even Kim, I feel like she lost a lot of her emotional fans. She's just way more of a thing, and Kylie and all these like huge. But somehow Taylor Swift is still at the heart of people. It's very interesting. She has ranch and ketchup, honey. Don't know what that means. So I will say this. I do think with her, and I do think with some other people, there's just some people that are just experts at this. Mm-hmm. Just good. Just good at it, right? Like, who else is as good as Taylor? Oh, or man. Who are, who are the top? Like, who are you thinking are the, the, who are the most top elite? people that yeah. are good at being famous? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So, man, the the motherfucker who had the good at being famous king world championship belt was Will Smith for a long time. And now he's kind of like the last motherfucker. He's like not great at it anymore. I still love him. Oh, I love no, I know, him. I know. But Will Smith is almost brutally human now. That's what I mean. It's you know what I mean? So, so he was, for a long time, it was him. It's Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Beyonce got off to a rocky roll with it, you know, shared a lot, but she's fantastic at being famous. Taylor Swift is the best at being famous. But the number one person is Rihanna. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's the hottest I take I've, I've ever. I mean, she's a billionaire, Fenty, shout out, lovely lingerie, makeup. Rihanna has, is rare in that she's been able to do something that a lot of people that are that famous can't, which is make her authenticity her selling point. Mm. Like everybody else, you got to wonder if they really mean what they say. Or you have to wonder what everything means. Like what everything means. Kim posts something and we go, what do you mean by that? <laughs> the whole Drewski thing, you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean by that? Everybody else, you and they work so hard for it. With Rihanna, she is mysterious, she is authentic, she's real, and people love her for it. So she, to me, is the number one best person at being a celebrity. Taylor Swift is so huge that you can't take it away from her. She smiles when it's time to smile. She she does the right thing all the time. She the changes politically when it's she's brave when it's time to be brave she's fragile when it's time to be bra- fragile it's almost like there's no there's no spots there but rihanna is famous because of her spots she's famous because of what she's been through she's mm-hmm. famous because you feel like she's private but not secretive you get in the mm-hmm. real rihanna so to me she's probably having a better experience with it than other people that's why i think she's the number one best person i love that that's a good one she's got she's got a big court case on her hands with uh she is one of the nicest people. Are they, are they married? I think in the world. You talking about uh, ASAP Rocky? Yeah. No, nah, they're not. They're not married yet. I don't know what this court case is. Oh, okay. He's he's singing on the stand. <laughs> Spencer, don't get in the streets, bro. I know. I mean, Spencer, don't get involved I, I in the know, streets, bro. Because like you go on the streets. But don't get in the streets. Because uh, uh, yeah. I don't want you to call me one line. day like, no, no, fan, no, fan. I'm, I'm behind crypto. I'm getting pressed. No. <laughs> These guys are from Harlem. They, they, what do I do? What do I do? You know what I'm saying? I don't want that call. No, I don't stop the I car don't think they the come streets. to our house. We, uh, red lights is, is as long as we stop. <laughs> so we're in the streets, we're protected. We're you protected. Can, so we want to get this money, yo? You can sell that. That's it. I so, mean, what, yeah, what would be your uh, suggestion for us? If you're giving us, what's our 16th minute? How do we prolong our career? What would you suggest and recommend for us Or reboot a career, do? start a career. That's yeah. actually, it's, it's actually a good us? first thing. Like, I'm, I'm into this, but you know what I think you guys should do? Like, if I was you guys, I would lean into, I would lean into a show, like, I would lean into the, how solid your relationship is. Like these other celebrity relationships, first of all, forget about the length of the relationship, right? You guys actually seem like you like each other. <laughs> that, is, that is true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I've been around people that like, I've, you guys have no idea how many times I've been on the red carpet and see people, they grab their hands and they're like, woo, they twirl. And as soon as the camera's, 
<laughs> and walk away. I'm like, God, damn. you know what I'm saying? But yeah. the the whole couple of it, the Hollywood. Actually, have you, you guys have written a book? I'm assuming, right? Yeah. What was the book on? How to be famous. It's a picture book. <laughs> it had some Lots guy. Of good photos. Yeah, die. You guys should write a book about how to stay together in Hollywood. That's the book. That's the book that even other people will read because like if I was writing you guys' book, you know on the first page the book would be the like the the prologue of the book, the prologue of the book, not even the first chapter. I would just start listing names. And those names would be of all the couples that have got together and broken up since you guys have been together. Okay, you're hired. So, if there's a prologue, it would just say, Brad Angelina, boom, 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 boom. And it would be literally the whole prologue of the book, right? Like if you had like five pages of prologue for it, you could probably get five, 10, 15 pages of just names of couples that have got together and broken up since you guys have been together. And then it would be dot, dot, dot. And then there's us. We could have Ben and Jen, then dot dot, because they got ben back and Jen, together. Ben and Jen too. Yeah. Ben <laughs> and fucking whoever else. A couple of these people got three or four. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like right. all of those people together. And then dot dot dot. And then there's us. First chapter. And then boom, everybody's reading about all the travails and the trials and tribulations. Fucking all of that stuff and the whole deal. Right there. Two million dollars. You ain't even got to pay me. That's just for y'all. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Do you think books sell like that? I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, this is an audio book? <laughs> audio book, whatever. Brittany just sold. Look, I'm telling you, show whatever. You got any inside scoop on Brittany? What's up? You got some? Nah, man. She, she, was, she was already. Do you think she's a clone? Spencer, what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> I don't know if anyone's a clone. I'm not trying to think um, but, 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 um, but no, I'm telling you, this is the thing that people that people really want to know. They want to know how this worked. I mean, y'all was on the hill. Think about y'all was on the hills, bro. Used to be wilding, bro. bro I mean, I still be, am wilding. Used to be wilding. It was like there. you and Scott Disick. Y'all were the two. Y'all used to be wild. I, I am still wild. Okay, <laughs> I'm still wild as hell. No, honey, it's okay. I Let am. it go. I'm wild. Let it go. Let it go. Still am. Well, so what is your book called? Fat, crazy, and tired. Fat, crazy, and tired. Yeah, it came out a little while ago. Because yeah, you look skinny as hell now. Well, I mean, you know, I I I gained a bunch of weight. I lost a bunch of weight. But it was it was like that book was like the eulogy to the old me, so I could get to the new me. So nice. did you, because I purposely gained a lot of weight to try to get a hydroxy cut campaign that didn't come through. <laughs> did you try to gain a lot of weight to have a book called Fat? Because <laughs> I mean. Did I, the hydroxy cut thing work? It did for I Heidi. had the hydroxy cut. I have the hydroxy cut. She got cut a deal. Video. So I was like, I'm going to get yeah. big and then pitch myself. So I just shot the campaign. And when I pitched myself, they weren't feeling it. So I got, I gained a lot of You know of what weight. we could do? You got a different brand? Nah, not a different brand. <laughs> what me and you could do is we could do we could do a weight loss competition together, right? And then we could get a brand to come in and sponsor it. I need it up front because I'm not quitting Mexican food for some up front money. I can't be, I have nachos right. too much. Hey, Chelsea's giving y'all the wrap. All right, all right, all right. All right. Thank, Thank you so much. Keep going. No, Chelsea. Right. Chelsea's like, I got more podcasts Yeah, man, thank you so much no for coming yeah. in. Thank you. And will you let everybody know about your podcast, what days it comes out? Higher Learning. Tuesdays, Fridays, The Ringiverse, the Midnight Boys, Pew Pew, that's like whenever content comes off comes out, but mostly Wednesdays at 
10 a.m. But you can find me if you pop open the Ringer app or Ringer, there's no Ringer app. I was going to say, they haven't told you, us about it. If app. you pop open the Ringer, you'll see me somewhere. Okay, great. All right, peace. Thank, Thank you so you. much. All right, guys. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.